My name is Belinda Granger and I'm the professional liaison for Challenge Family. I'm also known throughout the triathlon world as being a bit of a mother hen to the pro athletes. Of course, given the current circumstances, I've been thinking about the athletes a lot lately. So we came up with the idea of Coffee Calls with Belinda, which basically gives me and you an opportunity to check in with them all and see how they're all going. So welcome to the official Challenge Family podcast. I think it's time for a coffee. And welcome back to Coffee Calls with Belinda. Um, I am here today, or I should say tonight, uh, with two of my very special friends, two of actually my best friends, uh, and today's guests, it's Luke and Beth McKenzie. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Now, let's just explain, before before I get you to say, to say anything, let's just explain, you are actually here tonight having dinner at my house, which is really cool. The first time ever I've done this. <laughs> it is allowed. Um, so a little bit different this time. Yeah, we're here, Shay Granger, and you just poured us a glass of wine, so cheers. Cheers. Cheers, cheers everyone. Cheers. Uh, Thank a, you. It's a Friday evening. Luke and I have a date night, or kids are with the grandparents, so we're here to have a little uh, chat with you, and more importantly, dinner. Date night with Belinda. No, so yeah, obviously normally our podcast is done during the day, hence why we call it Coffee Calls with Belinda, but this one is a little different, and I must say, more to my liking, um, to have you guys over. Obviously, we are allowed to do that now here in Australia, our restrictions have been lifted, and we are allowed to have two people over, so of course... Couldn't wait to have you two over for dinner. We were lucky <laughs> enough to go to your place for dinner last Friday night, so I feel like um, we're now returning the favour. And, of course, while we're at it, I thought I'd get you to do a little talk with me. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds is... good, and there's wine involved, so I really like so, it. Yeah, Luke's in. That's right. <laughs> now, before we start, obviously it's been a crazy year so far. Um, Beth, we celebrated your 40th birthday, which seems like a lifetime ago now, back in <laughs> February, uh, down in um, Adelaide, where we went to McLaren Vale, where we watched the tour down under. Of course, that was just an excuse to drink good wine. Um, how have you guys been since then? Does that feel like it was a lifetime ago? Oh, man. I think one thing that can uh, explain that is that I just saw one of those memes today, and it said, can you believe that just a few months ago when someone had a birthday, we would blow, I don't remember the words, but like blow all over a cake and then everybody would eat it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> no you, you know, have birthday to you. <sighs> nobody would ever do that now, no, you know. No, so, no blowing, blowing candles. It does seem like a lifetime ago. You snuck one in there right before that. I did. We're, so, we're also glad we made that trip, I think, because it was probably the last bit of travel last and just for, for fun for a while. Absolutely. You know? It was the last time. I mean, obviously here in Australia, domestic travel is is happening but not allowed. Not the for pleasure. Yeah, not for pleasure. The borders are still closed and certainly international travel is uh, not looking likely for the oh-so-distant future. Um, so getting back to training, obviously that was a – that was a we did a little training down there, let's be honest, but that was more for pleasure. Uh, <laughs> Come on. We, we, well, we, we did, did quite we a did, bit. We did do quite a bit of training. It was good. Enough to justify the wines at night, that's for sure. But your plans, you had the most – cracking year planned i think of any professional athletes that i'd spoken to for this year you guys had it down to perfection uh it obviously was going to be your last hurrah as far as professional racing goes uh you'd planned a fantastic trip to europe challenge roth a couple of other races over there while you're in europe family was going over you your two beautiful girls luke your mum and dad and then this happened 
So yeah. how do you how are you coping with that right now? <laughs> we definitely had a whopper of a year plan. Look, can you? Uh, I love I love the Aussie whopper. It's the Aussie, 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 Aussie lingo. The whopper. All right, give them the play by play of how it's going to play out from March to August. Yeah, it was a big one. Well, we just missed uh, the trip. We were supposed to go to California for a month in April, which would have been great to go home for Beth. You know, to California, go to Oceanside and Texas, and and just check in on the business there in California and. Uh, so we've just missed that trip um, and we were supposed to be just in Port Macquarie for an Ironman. That's been cancelled. But then the real big one that we we're both really looking forward to was the trip around the world, which was something that I, I feel bad for Beth because she literally spent hours, I mean, maybe even days, putting together. <laughs> weeks. <laughs> yeah, weeks. The itinerary of a lifetime. <laughs> Literally weeks put into the, the planning of this trip and many, many calls to Qantas to, to you know, use frequent flyer points and just to, to make all this work. And, and, you know, obviously we had my parents coming, so we had to organize travel in and around them. And then there was weddings in America as well to, to build into the... So it was just such an elaborate uh, plan for the year. And, uh, you know, it started off with going to Girona in Spain to train there and lead into Challenge Roth. Um, we had Challenge Gerardsbergen on the, on the schedule, Challenge Roth. And, and Roth was supposed to be the last hurrah. It was going to be our last professional race and we were going to do it together. And what better place to do it than the, the biggest, best triathlon in the world in Roth. And, so, um, yeah, <laughs> it is so sad because it is such a great race and it would have been great for, for both of us to do it together. But, um, yeah, and, and then we were going to enjoy the rest of the trip and, and go on to <clears throat> California, yeah, to Prague, somewhere I'd never been before. Beth's been there before, but I, I really would have loved to have gone there. And then we were going to go on to the States um, and check in on the business again and uh, go to Beth's sister's wedding, which... You know, it was going to make it, you know, a really great finale to the trip and then back home to Australia. And unfortunately, things yeah. happened and uh, 2020. Now, 2020. We're, now we're stuck on a big island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> 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 it's not a bad place to be there. It's not. It's not. And, and Beth, is your sister still planning to get married? Or? So my family's always been super practical and she made the call pretty early, I'd say early April to, it, the wedding wasn't even supposed to be until August, but right. she said, you know what, like, we're going to cancel it for now and then just have it later because she didn't want the wedding, even if people were allowed to travel at that she point, did. she didn't want it to be all about coronavirus, you know, so no. might as well just wait until it's about normal things again, life Good. and love. And so there is a chance you'll still get to that wedding then? If, yeah, just probably yeah. not this year. No. Okay. I think they're planning on the same time next year, which okay. is totally fine. Okay. No big deal, but yeah. And right. so mentally, how have you now changed your plans? Because obviously you've just told me about an amazing year of racing and traveling the world, which is why we love triathlon, even as, as professional athletes yourselves. I mean, one of the main reasons I think all of us get into that sport is because it gives us an opportunity to, to travel the world and to find new and amazing places that we otherwise might never have. I've seen. So what do you, obviously you know you're now here in Noosa for the foreseeable future. How have you changed your mental state with training? Like, are you still training? Of course, yeah. I know the answer. For me, at first, I just, I thought, okay, I'm going to go into maintenance mode, which is still a decent amount of training, just nothing really race specific. And I thought, oh, I'm just going to do this till 
we figure out what's going to happen. Because in triathlon, if you're going to train really hard and professionally, you sort of, you need some kind of a goalpost. You can't train super hard infinite. For infinite. potentially nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For no outcome. Yeah. So after a few weeks of stuff, you know, everything was happening all day by day too. You didn't know no. what was going to happen. And so Ironman put a couple of races back on the board and that wasn't, wasn't what I really wanted to do. Like we were like in my head, I was like European vacation challenge off the biggest race ever, but <laughs> I, I'm good at switching and pivoting. And I thought, okay, Ironman's put Ironman St. George on in September. And that was my very first Ironman oh, in 2010. Okay. So I okay. thought, oh, one decade later, it can be my last. Which is a pretty good thing too. Okay. That's yeah, good yeah, enough. Yeah. But you know, sub nine goals would go out the window there yeah, because it's not definitely. the easiest course. <laughs> But so I, I set my sights on that and I was pretty focused for the first few weeks. And then as things started to evolve in the U.S. and things became, let's be honest, a little bit more of a shit show over there. You're like, I don't even think that's going to happen. And maybe it'll happen. But at that point, I'm not even sure if coming from Australia, they would let us back into Australia if we made a trip over there without yeah. some sort of serious quarantine or something like I just... Right now, I'm sure it's hard for everyone to say, but I don't think that international travel is going to be what we are used to it being Ooh. for at least a year. So once I got that idea and put it in my back pocket, I thought, okay, oh, poor me, you know, <laughs> but I'm trying to stay motivated. But honestly, right now I'm trying to figure out how much do I want to do a final race? Should we just sort of Hang it up. It's been a good run, a good-ish run. It's been a great run for Luke. <laughs> but let's, let's be honest. My run's been up and down. So I think I want, I really wanted to have that one last final race. And But I need to, at this point, balance. I'm happy to do the training. But in order to do the training in our life right now, I have to sacrifice a lot of other things that make our family and our business run. Mm -hmm. So whether or not it be time with the kids or time I should and could be spending on our businesses, that's what I really have to balance out. And is it worth it, you know, to our family and to the business for me to take on that last selfish endeavor? And I really want to, but I don't know if that's the right decision. So I'm trying to grapple with that. I think that the there's some September races in Australia that might happen. So I could do a full distance here. Um, maybe, but I don't know. And now they're talking about Ironman Kona being in February. Yes. So I'm like, oh, well, if I qualified for that in September, then training over the Australian summer wouldn't be too uh -huh, bad. And uh -huh. surely there'd be tons of people that want to come to Australia at that time of year because it's American winter. Yes, exactly. Or so Northern Hemisphere winter. Same with, same with so I'm like, I would have heaps of trading partners. I don't know. Sorry, I'm going on and on no. about it, but it's been this like... Constant in my head, I, I and I just can't figure out what I want to do. I think that's the hardest thing for for all the athletes at the moment, for for human beings in general. Is I think if they were able to say, okay, nothing's going to go as normal until November twenty, let's say. But the problem is we don't know if it's just yeah. going to be abnormal for this year, halfway through next year. So then you could plan, couldn't you? You could say, okay, well, I've been told there's no international travel until twenty twenty one, but as soon as twenty twenty one. One comes, I can travel, but we don't even know if that's the case. So yeah. I think that's what's causing so much angst in so many people is that we just don't, don't know, know when this damn thing is going to end. And like if this is another thing I didn't even tell Luke this yet too, but one of the reasons I'm potentially going to keep going is because 
what if all of a sudden in September and October they start having races all around the world and we can just go on like a race spree? That's like, yep. I, I, <laughs> I, I have done that. I understand. <laughs> you know, and then and then you really be ready to hang exactly. it up because there might be a race every other weekend. Yep. And I'm thinking, oh well, we missed out on all this travel earlier in this year, and surely the grandparents would. Watch the Watch kids the for kids a few around the world. But yeah, I don't know. I haven't run that by Luke yet. So, But we'll also see. I think, guys, with any athlete, I know when I was considering retirement, it I could never just pick one race and say, that's it. You know, I mean, you, you guys lived through my retirement and went for quite some time. <laughs> we loved your retirement. That was, was a, a great party. Those was, were great parties. Was, exactly. <laughs> and that's what it was all about. But the one thing I remember and – the reason that I was so content in the end to retire is because I did it on my terms. So I totally understand where you're coming from now. This is not on your terms and it's not freaking fair. Mm. So I, I 100% agree with you, but, and that's why I just wish that we knew exactly. But I do, I do think that we will have domestic races. So I do think there will be an opportunity for you and, and also with Luke if, if he wants to, to do some racing of some description uh, in, in Australia. I just, I just don't know when exactly it's going to be, but I think it will yeah. happen this year. But I know a lot of people are dealing with it. Like I know a lot of women right now who were thinking of starting a family next year. And now they're like, wait a second, what am I going to do? You know, they mm-hmm. were, they had 2020 planned out in the thoughts that, okay, 2021, I'm going to start a family. I'm going to do this. You know, people that were planning on the Olympics this year or finishing some Ironman. So, you know, I know I'm not the only one with the, with the, yeah. with the how are you feeling about yeah, retirement? Yeah, I, I know, Luke, just um, because obviously I live less than two kilometers from you, <laughs> that you've been just diving into work. Um, yeah. You Obviously, you guys run a highly successful company, a very new company, but I must admit it's it's gone gangbusters. Win Republic and Marlow, uh, you just bought yourself a new warehouse out at Nusaful before this all went down. And I, <laughs> I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, the timing. Mm-hmm. But you've actually... So we it thought it your, as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've taken it all in your stride and you've yeah. done, for two people that are really quite new to business, this particular side of the business, um, you've done exceptionally well and you've, you look like you're going to come out the other side okay. And, and so you've really been putting your heart and soul into it the last since this has all gone down and not um, so much into the training. I think if anything, yeah, this whole situation has made us really dig our heels in with the business and really... Um, try and move the, the business forward to a, to a stage where it is now our full-time job. And, you know, I think a lot of the things that we've learned and through our triathlon careers, we're applying to business now, you know, the, the daily routine of, you know, attending work and, and having the warehouse has actually really defined that for us, I think. Like I actually like the process of yeah. getting yeah. in my car and driving the 10 minutes out to our office and, you know, we have employees and people that we, that, you know, that rely on us as yeah. well. So it, I, I feel like that if anything, there's, there hasn't been much of a shift in, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not training as much these, these days, but I, I feel like the, the mentality is still there. It's just directed in a different, different direction yeah. and it's into our business. Yeah. And I still love waking up and, and doing some form of exercise and whether it's a, a bike or a run. Um, but you know, that's, that's between 6.30 and 8.30 each morning and then I get ready to go to work and I'm really enjoying that. And, Which is pretty uh, much like an age group athlete now. Yeah. You know, so you, you, know, you get up, you, you do your session early and then you, mm-hmm. you go to work. Yeah, and, you know, we, we can call it a, a day at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and still have another, 
you know, hour or two to train in the evening as well. But, um, you know, obviously having two young girls and um, they're full of energy. It, yes. I, I feel like we, we really love that time in the afternoons and evenings just to, to do things with them yeah. as well. So I, I think the day is well structured right now with waking up, doing some training, going to work and then having the evenings with the girls. And obviously having the warehouse now because before that you had you were running your business pretty much out of your home here in on you live at Sunshine Beach in Noosa. Um, downstairs. So was that did you find that difficult? You know, obviously you, you train you were training at home often if you were trained at, you know, in your, your beautiful pain cave that I know mm. you've just recently um, <laughs> done a very good job on. I was very impressed with <laughs> the other night. Isolation, isolation did that. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Um, but then having to yeah, then work from home as yeah. well, um, it can be tough. So I yeah. think has there's, it made it better now having the warehouse? There's good and bad things about working out of home. Obviously, the convenience of being there and you know when we were racing and training as a full-time profession and trying to to run a business it was convenient yeah. but um you know we've got more space out at the warehouse i feel like things uh have gone to another level with in terms of productivity and um just the way that we can operate uh it seems a, a lot more legitimate than something that's in the bottom of your house and you know you know the amount of times that people would come over to our actual house to try on you know try on kit and you know now they've actually got a a location to come and and we're able to meet them in a bit more of a professional professional location (laughs) so it's just fun too you know I I feel like I I say this to a lot of people it's like starting your triathlon career over again you get to you've got that blank canvas and you get to you know start from scratch and, and and build on something that um you know I think that in the beginning, it's you just you're feeling your way, and and now we're at a stage with the the Win and Marlow businesses where you know it's really starting to take another step, yeah. and and you know it's like going from the amateur ranks to the professional sure. ranks, yeah. and it's, it, yeah. I guess that's the analogy that I've been using recently, and and now we're sort of starting to graduate a bit more to the professional ranks, and we've got to treat it a bit more yeah. professionally like that. Not that we weren't, I mean we're, we've always been putting the heart and soul into the business side of things, but I think that. Um, it feels a lot more um, legitimized every, you know, each each and every time we make these steps. Yeah, yeah. and you still the majority of the business is here in Australia, but obviously it's also in the, in the states as well. So you do have employees working there as well. Is that yeah. tough? I mean, knowing that you you don't know when you can get over there again. Yeah, right now that's the hardest part of the business. We actually more of our business is in America. Oh, okay. It's just a bigger market. You know, I think you'll go to a race in Australia and you'll see more Win Republic because it's, it seems like it's everywhere at a triathlon race. Like when you and I went for a run the other morning and I couldn't believe how much we went for a run (laughs) for less than an hour and we must've seen it three or four times. It was ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. So you see it more in Australia, but I think that's because it's a smaller population Mm -hmm. and in America, it's actually a bigger, we, we have more customers in America, but you don't see it quite as much. It's not such a, a known thing, I think, yet in America, but it's coming. But we really do need to nurture that side of the business. So we try to plan at least two or three to four, including Hawaii, trips to America every year to make sure that we're staying on top of it and just nurturing that side of the business. So that's going to be... expos as well? So obviously, mm-hmm. well, this year with an expo? We've seen huge growth in Australia just from going to the expos. And Luke and I are there ourselves in person, talking to everyone, 
setting up, tearing down. Well, that's mostly him. I sort of try to get out of that. <laughs> but but we do it, and we've seen a, a lot of growth from that personal connection that we get here, and we wanted to do a lot more of that in America this year. So we plan on going to Ironman Texas and Oceanside and that potentially a couple others. But since those aren't happening, we're just trying to sort of reassess. But mm-hmm. we're super lucky. We have... Um, a girl who runs the operations over there named Katie, who's been, I actually coached her as an athlete oh, almost right. 10 years no ago. Way. Yeah. When she moved to San Diego, I coached her for two or three years and we became friends. And over the course of everything, she's really taken over that business. She's done an awesome job. We're so lucky to have her, but at the same time, we just want to be over there a little bit yeah. more. So that's hard, but of course yeah. she's doing good. So, and so with the kids, going back, you've got two gorgeous young girls, uh, obviously had come out of school. Who love you. By the way, we were coming over here tonight, and I said, oh, we're going to Belinda's tonight. And they what? We want to come. And I was like, sorry, you can't come tonight. I must admit, I did have a very good time with both girls last uh, Friday, particularly playing that memory game, which I lost three times. You won't beat Winnie at memory. No, cannot, sure. cannot beat Winnie. And I thought, you know, I thought when Justin was going to had actually had a go, I thought he'd beat her, but no, Win beat Justin too. So he's, she's officially beaten both Grangers at that game. Yeah. <laughs> going to have to up my game, I think. Um, how's it been? Because obviously having two young, energetic girls, not being able to go to school, obviously Win's in school, Marlo's in, um, what do you call it? Child, child care, care prep. Yeah. Um, for a while, they're obviously all children out of school. Uh, Wynn's now gone back to school, so at least there's some structure there. Oh, not Wynn, sorry, Marlo's gone back to childcare, but Wynn's not back in school yet, yeah. or she, she went back, yes, yeah, fantastic, last week. last week. So has that made a big difference? Yes. Because, I mean, have you Oh, my God. Huge. huge. And I, you know, we're I, not really cut out for homeschool. No, I don't I, think anyone New found respect for teachers, yeah, to, seriously, yeah. I used to work in a school as a school psychologist, but that was my primary job, so I was there to do that, and... Teaching your own kids is a whole different thing, <laughs> completely. <laughs> Ultimate respect for teachers. But we really struggled having Win home and Marlo home. And we had a lot of help, too. And we know a lot of families that don't have any help. So we know how lucky we were, we are. Um, and at the same time, we're super excited that she's back in school again. Yeah, we're lucky that she just really enjoys school yeah, and she, she really missed it. it. Like she, every day, can I go back to school? Can I go back to school? She but. loves having that structure. And here, it was even harder to have that structure because, you know, there were t- several weeks when we couldn't go to play. I mean, we still can't go to the playground, no, but no. couldn't even go to the beach, couldn't do anything. So it's just a matter of like making up stuff to do all day long, every day. which is really hard when you have a two-year-old and a nearly six-year-old because they like different Big things. Difference. And yep. It's really hard to manage, so we're very excited that things are getting a little more back to normal around here. And, you know, it's funny. I was actually talking, um, not talking, but messaging back and forth last night with Cam Brown because we know New Zealand Mm. took a little different approach to Australia and they went down into prop. what I – we call it lockdown here, but let's Mm. be honest, it wasn't lockdown. lockdown. They went down into proper lockdown and it was pretty tough. And I know, you know, Cam's got his two boys – um, and I, and you know, uh, Terenzo Bazzoni has got his two young kids who, are, they're a little younger than yours. Um, yeah. but yeah. I know he's similar age. similar age. I know he struggled too. And I think they've just come out of that. So they're finally allowed outside. Um, but talking to Cam, he was just, it was the greatest moment of relief, not just for his kids, but for him, you know, he's a guy that loves to train outdoors, goes out for five and six hours at a time. And I could just tell from his messaging that he was so relieved, but Still, he just wants things back to normal, and I really feel for for guys like Cam. Similar boat to you. I, um, not that I'm saying he was going to retire anytime soon, but he's 
in the latter part of his career. And a he's year more likely to go on longer than us, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but, you know, it's like a whole a whole year that he's lost and I, I just thought about it and it must be so tough. And someone like Terenzo who had that horrific injury, just came back, then fell in, got an injury again, just and came back from that and now this. And I know. I can't even think how it must have been like for them. And he was saying the only hope they've got now is if we can have some sort of trans-Tasman um, racing, etc. so, you know, we can have the... Which I think is totally here. possible. Yeah. Not yeah. that I really want... Teresa Adams and Hannah Wells coming up here, <laughs> exactly. but it's or probably going to happen. And Terenzo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And, and Terenzo and Brownie. So, but I think that's pretty likely. So it could be cool, like a little Asia Pacific sort of champ at the end of the year. Yeah. A little bubble. And that, you know, we were talking and I think that's going to probably be the most likely thing moving forward is that we have, like you said, a little trans-Tasman rivalry um, or Asia-Pacific rivalry here. Then you can have the Europeans have their little yeah. rivalry. And then, of course, North America as well. So yeah. it could actually work. My, my personal goal can be top American at the trans-Tasman <laughs> slash only American. <laughs> only American. I'm trying to think, are there any other American prizes? I've got it in the bag. I think you're <laughs> The only, I do know that there's, uh, that Els Visa is here from the Netherlands. She's not So American. she could be the only, Euro, she could she could take out the Euro the title. The Euro title. You could take out the Tasman It's pretty good. We could, we could work something else. I know, right? Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we do have Challenge Shepard and, in October, it's still planned to go ahead, and so I'm hoping by then that we can get some Kiwis out. We could have a we could have a right old battle down Definitely. there. Definitely, um, in the count me in in my, in my race bender. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> could work well, but um, Noosa. So is this home now? Obviously, Luke, you are from Australia. You're not from Noosa, um, but you are from Australia. Beth, you're from the US. Is Noosa now home? How long have you guys been I'll here let now? Luke answer it. Yeah, let's. Look, firstly, yeah. tell, tell our listeners, where are you from originally? Because um, I think so, it's cool. And i got to pour Belinda so, a little bit more <laughs> on. So the so, questions get a little bit more loose. Loose, that's yeah, right. Yeah. As they need um, to so I was born uh, in Tari, New South Wales, which is, um, you know, about four hours north of, of Sydney. Yep. Uh, grew up there till I was about 13. Uh, so, you know, I was first around triathlon by going out to the Foster Ironman back in the late 80s, early 90s. So ever since I was uh, eight, nine years old, I, I'd been around and seen triathlon, so I knew of it quite well. And, you know, back then I was into swimming and team sports. And um, I think about when I was 13, Dad got a job up on the Gold Coast at Palm Beach Crumman High School as a science teacher but also uh, a football coach at, at PBC. Okay. Um, and so we moved up there, and that sort of just opened up a whole new world for my sister and I in, in, in sport, you know, for, prior to that, we were going to Sydney a lot for, for sport, which was it's a fair drive. Which, oh, yeah, yeah. every single weekend, my dad, yeah. mum and dad would drive us four hours on a Friday oh night gosh, to Sydney. That's crazy. We'd, we'd spend Friday, Saturday night at either my grandparents or my auntie's house. And we'd go to a swimming carnival or a water polo tournament or <laughs> Whatever sport we were doing. <laughs> we were doing at that particular time. And then Sunday afternoon, Sunday night, we'd drive home and everyone would be back to school or back to swimming training or whatever it was on Monday morning. And not to mention that we'd be driving out to Foster every every morning for swim training because that's obviously that the, 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 the best and closest uh, swim, uh-huh. swim squad. So that was a 30-minute round trip 
you know, so yeah, it was just being home. Anyway, so (laughs) that was, I'm I'm getting towards that. And so, yeah, I went, I I moved up to the Gold Coast, did all my schooling years there and and was in quite quite a few, uh, elite triathlon programs there from, you know, starting out with Jenny Alcorn, moved into Bill Davern squad, Cole Stewart squad. You know, I was around. So when you were doing short course. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of short course stuff, but, uh, in 2006, I'd qualified for the Hawaii Ironman for the first time. And a good friend of mine from Switzerland, Matthias Hecht was out here training with his coach at the time, Scott Penny. And, uh, he said, come up from the Gold Coast. We'll train together for Kona here in Noosa. So I came up. And so I came up, trained with Matthias. Uh, we did about a three week block. We, we stayed out at Coolum at the time, but we trained in Noosa a lot. And, um, I went back to the Gold Coast and he said, well, now I'm going up to Port Douglas to do the last few weeks of my prep, come up there. And so followed him up there. We did a bit more training. We both went to Kona for the first time together. Um, and then after that trip, I came home and I was like, well, I sort of enjoyed training in Noosa. I really would like to go back there. So never since then, um, you know, I've called Noosa home. So yeah, nearly going on 15 years. I think it's 14 odd years I've been living in Noosa now. now. Yeah. And, uh, oh. I don't, I mean, I obviously knew you prior to then from, from racing around the world. I think the first trip I remember meeting you on was, I I think is um, when we went to the Sanya race in, um, oh, which is ironic because we got stuck in Hong Kong oh, this year together. <laughs> We've been stuck so, in Hong Kong several so times now. Tw- almost twenty years later, we got stuck in Hong Kong together Again. after we first met. So wow. yeah, I mean, I'm sure we knew Where's of Sanya? each other prior to that. Uh, Sanya is in China, China so it was on the island of Hainan. Yeah, it's a region of Hainan. So yeah, and I've called Noosa home ever since, but you know, I, my Australian home. Yes, and then, yes. uh, in 2013, I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd been going over to America every year since, since around that time, 06 and actually 03. So, um, I was going to California and, uh, in 2013, I decided, uh, that, you know, I wanted to live there full time for a while. And, and that's when I met Beth mm-hmm. in California. Um, but, you know, in between our, our trips in California, we'd come back to Noosa and I kept bringing, yeah. bringing back Beth back every time. And, um, yeah, and eventually we, we bought a place here in 2015 and. Not uh, planning on living there at all. No, we, it was more an investment. Like an investment, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And to rent out. And we thought, oh, when we come to Noosa one month a year, we'll just we'll live, live in this house. And the rest of the time, maybe we'll rent it out or whatever. But that literally never Happened. Yeah. I mean, kids <laughs> yeah. happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, uh, the, the thing is, I, we, we find it a little tough in California. We don't have the help of grandparents there. Of course, because um, both your family. Parents, your, your parents live here, of course, on the Sunshine and, Coast. And yeah. childcare. Um, and so I think, you know, having mum and dad close, um, yeah, it, it just was a little bit more convenient at those younger years yeah. of, of the girl's childhood. And, um, I don't know. And Beth really meshed really well with people like yeah. yourself and, and created a really good bunch of friends, uh, you know, here in Australia as well. So she dearly misses her friends in California, which I'm sure she'll tell you about, but, um, she does have a really great group of friends here. Yeah, too, she so. does. But Beth, you're not originally from California, are you? That's not where you 
No, I grew up in Philadelphia on the East Coast, and then after university, I moved to California, and I was there for like 10, 15 years before we... So you spent a good chunk of time in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot. I definitely think, when I think of the U.S., I think of myself as a California girl, not so much an East Coast girl, even though I grew up on the East Coast, but... And where are your parents based in? They're still in Philadelphia. But, yeah. okay. And all my family is pretty much on the East Coast, like Philadelphia, New York City, and Chicago. So whenever we're back there, we make the trip over. And my family's super mobile. They come over to Australia a lot. So it's not, you know, right now, it's different now. Now of that course, things, now yeah. you can't do anything. You yeah. know, you're realizing that we live in such a global world and we've taken globalization for granted, for granted so I agree, much. I agree. And now we're potentially living in a much more nationalized world and like your national government is much more important than it ever was before. And you have to, you know, we, we used to traipse around the world and think, oh, we'll go to Spain for a few months well, and give it a second for a few months you just or whatever. Do and you don't do think, oh, what's their government like? How will they handle these kind of policies? How will they handle public health? And like now those are questions that you legitimately <laughs> need. You look at and ask and what to ask. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's different. Now I'm thinking, oh, well, I don't want to be really far away from my family. But at the same time, Luke doesn't want to be far away from his no. family. And my girls call Australia home. And for me, it's home now. I mean, I love it. This is the best place to be to train, but also one of the best places in the world to raise kids, kids I think. Too. So it's it's a tough thing. But yeah. I think we're I all think happier. prior to now, we... I think we did take for granted that, you know, your parents were quite easily, uh, they were able to travel quite mm-hmm. easily and, yeah, you, know, you know, and we, we would so travel, much. we would meet in the middle a lot mm-hmm. and, you know, whether if we came to California, they'd fly out and, you know, to be honest, we, we saw Beth's parents and, and family as much living here because of the places we'd go around the world where we could meet Made up. up. Exactly. And now it's all been you know, yeah. obviously taken away from us that uh, we've realized that, well, you know, we're in the situation now. And so it will be very interesting it... to see, even when all this is over and done with and we go back to some sort of normality, whether it is going to be as easy, whether it's yeah. going to be as easy for us to just, as, as you said, to, to book a ticket and let's meet in Spain or book a ticket and let's meet in Kona. Mm. Exactly. Um, we just don't know. So it will be interesting moving forward. I hope so. Because yeah, you can mm. hope that it will be. And, you know, it very well might be in a year or two. It just might take a little time. And then if it's not, we'll reevaluate then. But I, I, don't, I try not to worry about that. We see our family a lot on FaceTime. Everything's great. So we're good and we're happy here in Nisa. Now, one question I did want to ask, Luke, is um, I've been told by little birdie, you are swimming and, and running, but... Swimming? Sorry, oh, excuse me. You are running and cycling. <laughs> I was going to say, what swim have I done? Swimming? Oh, it's really fallen off. I think <laughs> yeah. I, was just, I was just texting with uh, Tim Burkle right before I came here, yeah. and uh, I told him that I don't think I've swam since March 16th. <laughs> so uh, if there's any kind of race comeback uh, planned, I've really got to... Up my swim. I'm definitely gonna have to go or back to swim with JR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, hope that I pick a race that gets the swim canceled. Cancel and then but, to pick up your pounds of dew up. Yeah, but um, it was the first thing to go. And like I said, I think you know, I found that you know I enjoy training in the morning before I go to work, and yeah. I just find that that thing is either running or riding my bike. And um, you know, it just hasn't with the pools being closed. Um, you know, I just can't bring myself to. To get down the beach every single morning for a swim. Right. So um, I get it. I, I guarantee it. if you came with us one day, though, yeah. you'd be like, "That was great. I'm coming next time." I know. <laughs> I, know. I know. But um, 
Yeah, no, I just, uh, I'm enjoying my fitness routine, fitness routine? <laughs> as I call it. Call it I don't call it my trading routine, <laughs> my, exercise. my exercise, but um, yeah, no, it's, uh, the swimming has definitely dropped off and, you know, if I do have any ideas of racing later in the year, um, I'm definitely going to have to get back into the pool or back into swimming very, very, very soon. But the good news is, is we ran into Carl uh, that, that runs yes, the, pool the pool here in Noosa. Okay, and- his name's not Carl. Jamesy? What? James. 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 Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's one of them. It's someone who works at our Noosa Aquatic Centre, which is, yeah. like, is like the, the heartbeat of, of, of Noosa when it comes to triathlon. Yeah, that guy. Okay. Um, we ran into him and apparently the, they've been told that we'll be back in the pool pretty soon. That's so, unreal. Um, yeah, maybe the togs will come out. We'll see. <laughs> see <what> <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying that. Have been doing a bit of the virtual racing, yeah, like on Zwift, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, a little bit. No, well, that's he has. a contentious it's, issue it's, too. It's just funny because we sort of bet. What, what do you call it? Like knock heads about it every day or something. Oh, heads about it. Heads. Yeah, heads about I'm, it. I'm convinced that everyone's cheating on that virtual <laughs> racing. And so I get, I'm getting dropped. Everybody's cheating. I'm getting dropped in races. I'm getting dropped in B grade. Oh. Oh, I well, don't know. I must admit, I mean, I don't, obviously, I don't do the virtual racing myself. <laughs> uh, but I, I have, would love it. It's fun. It is fun. I think I'd be like, oh, no, no, no way, no way. And, you know, obviously, you have to put your weight in. Yeah. And that sort of yeah. thing. And, and I know I had this conversation with Laura Siddle, one of our Challenge Family Ambassadors. You know Laura quite yeah. well, pro athlete. And she's just like you, Luke. Like, yeah. Laura's completely honest so whatever her weight is whatever she steps yeah. on and, and that's what it is that's what she puts it on on in the computer yeah uh, and she knows for a fact that there are obviously athletes that are just <laughs> yeah. cheating yeah, yeah you know holding on to the table as they get on the scales or yeah. there's some sort of um underhanded business going on and she just doesn't understand why and and i must admit it does baffle me because it yeah. is virtual racing and it, at doesn't, the end of the day there's no, no cares, there's yeah. no matter yeah. there's no prize money on the line it's uh it's a bit crazy but it can keep you motivated because yeah. i've always so my like race weight if i'm gonna race an ironman i'm always like pretty much at right at 50 kilos and then if i'm not at race weight i'm at like 51 and i've always been that for the past four or five years and this past and so my swift weight is 51 Anybody can go and check it, 51. But then this past week I got on the scale and I was like 52.6. And I was like, oh my God. I said, I need to go on it. That's why I said I'm not going to Ricky's. Ricky's is this bakery that right near us. I said, I can't go to Ricky's this week because I need to get back to my honest. I'm going to lose that KG. You know? oh, I'm going to have to change if it. If anybody can call me up, I want to be able to step on that scale right at that minute and say, look, I'm 51 kilos. I was like, but right now I am 52. So <laughs> I have not entered any races, by the way, people, until I get back under that 52, but... Yeah. That's hilarious. Well, no, yeah. not until I get back under that 52. I literally don't. I don't really do Zwift races. I'm not cut out for it. But I do a lot of the, like, um, challenges. Like, the challenges. Do, 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 a lot of challenges. Yeah, and they're really hard. I'm, to be honest, I'm racing them. But you're not supposed to race them. But I'm still not winning. So it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But that's interesting you say. I think a lot of people with this virtual racing, when it comes to putting in stats, uh, putting in stats, they embellish of what they were yeah. before lockdown or before ISO. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, the pre-ISO, the pre-ISO. And I think during ISO, let's be honest, I we've all put on it. a few uh, <laughs> a few kgs here Must and there be. from the uh, the cheeses, and I, I'm eating that much more cheese and wine. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, sitting, we're sitting here with three blocks of cheese in yeah, front of us, exactly. and I just ate one of them. So. so I get it. I get it. Now I'm at fifty-two point eight. 
I but can't believe we haven't even opened the second bottle of wine yet. We're doing very well. <laughs> we're taking this interview quite seriously. Yes, yes, we are. Um, but we won't, I won't keep you much longer, obviously, because I'm sure you guys are starving and wanting some dinner. But the virtual racing definitely has as a as a place, and I think it's helped a lot of athletes. Um, I was talking to Sarah Crowler the other day, and of course she's up here in Lusa training, and we were talking about whether it's whether it's really important to be on a very structured, regimented training routine right now she's like absolutely not and I know her coach has got her on a routine but it's quite a a casual routine she's definitely training every day and she's getting some good sessions in but there's no redlining it there's no trying to hit certain expectations and certain numbers it's more just a maintenance making sure that um, that she's fit and ready so that when they finally announce down the track and let's know let's be honest we're going to know a good eight to 12 weeks in advance yeah then you're then fit that's, enough exactly then it's enough opportunity and is that is that how you are trying to keep things right now totally yeah. and it's funny because we've seen over the past few weeks a lot of people as i said to luke i turned to luke i said so many people are being extra this weekend like, this, like <laughs> so let's go everest you know that's what, <laughs> that's what like the young kids say right like oh she is so extra but like <laughs> there we had like so many people from team win doing like everesting and then people running 42 and 42 even people that did full ironmans like yon did you know like back to back ironmans all the stuff and i'm like oh gosh everyone's so extra but at the same time, like, that's what's keeping them motivated. Yeah. So it's cool. Like, I totally support it. And I also know that six or seven years ago, that extra person would have been you. Totally <laughs> me. It was 100% me. I would have been every, I would have been doing it all. But right now, like, my life's different in that now I have kids and a business and whatever. And I, in, in order for me to do that, it would have to take away from a lot of other things. So if I'm thinking purely about, like, a race in the future... I know that if I prepare my ultimate best 10 to 12 weeks for that race, all I need to do is be prepared for that 12 weeks out. I don't need to be doing the workouts for that 12 weeks out. I need to be prepared. So reasonably fitness to start doing those workouts 12 weeks out. So until then, it's all about maintenance mode, baby. Perfect. And you're you're in the same boat bar the swim. But (laughs) but at the end of the day, you're a little different to Beth and myself in that you are a swimmer. You come from a swimming background, so it really doesn't take you you that long to get it back. Whereas if someone like like Beth and I took too long out of the water, there's there's no coming back from that. I know. Wow. Yeah, no, I'm still undecided what direction I'm going to go once – things resume but um I'll, I'll see what beth signs herself up for and whether it really tickles my fancy i was so set on on roth this year yeah. and it was just yeah. to be honest i was pretty ready to to transition to retire and you know into After another race yep. yeah, yeah and yeah. uh once it was cancelled you know, it was just um i don't know i just i just couldn't get my head around going a whole nother year and as much as i loved competing at that race and I would love to do it with Beth in 2021 I'm just not sure I'd, I'd go a whole another way. whole year maybe I will I don't know but um yeah but that's the I beauty don't... you don't have to make the decision now and no, you can see at the time exactly. and yeah. I think that's why people like Cam Brown and, and Craig Alexander Crowley have never actually and whether they ever will officially um even Macca yeah. Whether they're ever going to officially announce retirement because at the end of the day, you don't have to. No. You don't have to. Exactly. So uh, that's what I think I love about our sport. Yeah. And it's good as long so as... So I'll just leave it there. Yeah. We'll, leave, we'll leave it there. We'll, there yeah. might be another watch, race, watch but... Watch this space. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but either way, you, you, you'll be coming to the races either 
as a chaperone, yeah. um, as a Sherpa, I should say, yeah. for Beth. Or yeah, I could be a stuff. great training partner if she exactly. decides to go on this bender, that's for sure. <laughs> I need a babysitter. <laughs> 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 All right, you, you guys can decide that I'm when get, I go back home. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Beth forwarded me this thing the other day. It was this electric bike that had like all these seats on it. It was like a family electric bike. Oh, and she's I like, love we it. need so one cool. of these. And I'm like... What do we need one of these for? I think it was so That's I could right. like, bring so the girls. Bring the two girls along while she does the training <laughs> sessions. I love exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, not such a bad. You're a smart girl. Not such a not such a bad idea. Yeah. But. The other day we were running, and I said, "Like, oh, so I'm thinking I might do, you know, Ironman Port Macquarie or Ironman Cairns if they happen in September." And he's like, "Well, we're gonna need to get a good old pair then." And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay, okay, great. Uh, well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very, very much. Um, wow. Only 45 minutes. We did well. We've done well. I said I was going <laughs> to try. must be hungry. I yeah. said I was going to try and keep this to a 45-minute to a, to a special just so, I, well. just so you're not eating dinner at 9 o'clock tonight. Yeah. You know, Euro, Euro style, as we would say. We don't do Euro style do over here. No, Nusa normally dinners at 5.30. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, we will have to definitely get you back on later down the track when we know what the racing situation is going to be because I want to hear what the decision. <laughs> I need to know yeah. what the decision and you need is to going keep to be. Us posted on all the challenge races that are coming back. We will. We're dying to do we that. will for sure. And that's that's a that's a given. But um, yeah, I'll be very interested to see whether it's both back racing or just the one, or <laughs> maybe the none. But it'll be it'll be great. He thinks he's done, but he's got a lot of. I can tell every time I mention he's got a bit of FOMO. So oh, I can we'll see, see if he can handle the FOMO. And let's be honest, Luke is just. That's why out. I always say Luke is my the, the the brother I never had because the two of us can't stand the FOMO. We It's funny you should say that because I was texting with Tim Burkle this afternoon. He's like, "Well, I might just do Port Macquarie and Cairns like back to back," and I was like, "We spoke well, about well, that." Well, if you can do that, well, I can, I do, can do that, that too. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Hey, I, I, and you know what? Retirement, right? You don't need to show up like all guns blazing no. trying to qualify for Kona. No. You can enjoy the race. Do what like, you need to do. Especially right. cans, like a race you've won twice. Yeah. You could go around and just like enjoy the thing. Yeah. Look at me. I know. So much if, you need, if you need any information on how to do that at the races, just ask me. I've done it many times. <laughs> retiring next week. I'm retiring next week. Next week. Next week. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you Thank very you. much. And until next time. Thanks, Thanks guys. Fiji. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Coffee Calls with Belinda. I really hope you enjoyed listening. If you'd like to continue listening and stay updated on our latest podcasts, then please subscribe. It would also be great if you could rate our podcast and leave us a review. If you have any specific questions you'd like me to ask the athletes, then please send through to the following email address, podcast at challenge family.com. The making of these podcasts would not be possible without the wonderful help of our great partners. Powerbar, Otso, Zone 3, Lubos Billick at LB Training, Sport No Limit Group and VeloSoc. But for now, thanks so much for listening and I'll be back soon for another coffee.